Welcome to the Character Art Podcast, where each week we talk about a movie we just watched. Uh, we'll provide our own version of the synopsis, have an open discussion about things we liked, what we didn't like, what we would change, and end with a favorite scene. And uh, I'm Ted Hong. And I'm Richard Bertelson. And we will be discussing 21 Your Bridges. Your father died dun, protecting dun. this city. He taught you to follow your conscience in an often cruel world. What happened? Worst day in 18 years. How many cops? Eight. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. Shots fired! Shots fired! Officer down! Automatic weapons, two shooters. They have training. How old were you when your father's captain came? I asked for you for a reason. I will find out. I'm just going to throw out a whole bunch of synopsis right now. And I jumped into that because my first synopsis is Aerial Shots of New York, the movie. Um, <laughs> my other synopsis is Criminals Kill Cops, Cops Kill Criminals, Cops Kill Cops. <laughs> <laughs> That, you, you took mine away. <laughs> and my final synopsis is, but wait, someone off screen also has a gun. <laughs> the movie. The movie. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you think of the movie, Mr. Richard? It's hard to criticize very many of its parts. However, when you put all of its parts together... I could also take it or leave it in the end. Right. Um, it was like there was a, it met the the standard in terms of what makes a good movie, but it doesn't have any sort of, sig- uh, what I say is signature flair? Yeah, it doesn't it have was, any extra character to it. There like was any... not, yeah, like it was, like it was beautifully shot. Uh, yeah, New York was, looked great. It was great. Movie. It was yeah. beautifully shot. The pacing shot. of the movie was, was good. There um, was interesting angles and stuff like that, but it wasn't overdone. Right, um, right. The night always like, there was lots of reflections in water and stuff mm-hmm. like that that set blues and reds and colors into it was the night. A very, yeah, it was very tight in how they, they shot it. So it was good. It was easy to keep up with the action as well, uh, despite some of the audience members not knowing what was happening. <laughs> but I think it might be more... Their fault. Their fault. The movie's not hard to follow. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, uh, um, this is a real quick... I do want ju- I do like to just kind of hit the plot in a more serious way these days because I think it helps us talk about it too, which is just that um, these guys go to rob a drug dealer. They think they're going to get 30 kilos of cocaine. Instead, there are 300 kilos of cocaine. And then all hell breaks loose. Cops come. They kill eight cops. And then... The island of Manhattan is shut down in an act of alarming uh, martial law that hopefully doesn't actually happen. <laughs> I was wondering how legitimate that could take place because I'm. I, it's but then again, possible, I don't think anything. But I don't think anything has transpired as as to that extent to where it. Would I don't warrant. think it would. I mean, hey, eight cops being gunned down in a single incident that's is a, a pretty big yeah, that's deal. A big deal. But yeah. I don't think you would shut off Manhattan. I don't think you'd isolate Manhattan because of that. I think it would have to be something on a 9-11 level Mm -hmm. because you are isolating millions of people um, and you're also flooding it. Like you're creating a war zone is what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, they do kind of touch upon that. Uh, They do say it's not 1 p.m. It's 1 a.m. So most of people 
most of the people are already asleep and traffic is not as high. And then, you know, cop stuff happens and ultimately lots of cops are dirty. Yeah. Oh, that was my other synopsis. I did have another synopsis. <laughs> um, <laughs> thousands of corrupt cops and one good cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this movie feels. Hunt one bad criminal and one good criminal. Ugh. I do want to get back to like the overall design of the movie, though. I, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to necessarily I was about drop, to say that, too. Uh, also, the acting is pretty good. Oh, um, yeah. Chadwick Boseman is a... J.K. Simmons. He J.K. Simmons is really good. He's definitely always been very good. Um, I just kind of isolated Chadwick Boseman mainly because I have not seen him actually ever before because I have not seen Black Panther. <laughs> yep. Um, I bet it's a lot like a Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> but I will say... He has a very commanding presence on screen. He does. Um, and he's a, he's a good actor. He's a good leading man. Um, I think we will probably see more of him. One thing that helps movies like this is a very strong leading actor. Oh, absolutely. And I think that Chadwick definitely fulfills that. Yeah. These are the kind of action, like, thriller movies that I kind of look forward to. You don't really see too many of these. But the idea is, like, you know, it's not overwrought with CGI and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. And the action's good and it's it's even it's it's of course tamer than you know a lot of the superhero stuff, but it's still good. It it actually I like it cuz it's kind of crunchy if you will. It, yeah. Um one thing that it's I want to mention about the like when they're chasing and stuff like that, it, it's intense and it's cool. Yeah. And I I did want to bring up the gunshots because this movie actually they're annoyingly loud, which is cool because guns are annoyingly loud. Um, even at the beginning, they have a they have a suppressor mm-hmm. on their guns, and it doesn't make the stupid James Bond whistle sound. It's still loud like a yeah. gun because I mean, that's, that's what that's they do. That's actually what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it only lowers them by like not enough for them not. You can still hear a, a suppressed gunshot mm-hmm. from very far away because <laughs> gunshots are extremely loud. That's why when you go to a shooting range, you wear earmuffs and. Movies always downplay it, which I think I liked that it was really loud and crunchy in this movie because it made it feel a little more, a little more intense and a little rougher. Like a lot of times yeah. they're firing in enclosed spaces, mm-hmm. which adds this kind of claustrophobic feeling to some of the action sequences, which also the noise makes it more, to put you in it a little more yeah. in that kind of. Speaking of sound, the dialogue was really good in the sense that it wasn't over stylized. Like I felt like... Like, each character definitely had their own voice. I thought it was great. Especially rang true when I was listening to J.K. Simmons talk. I mean, everybody, and especially when the, on the train scene, when Chadwick or Andre in the movie, he was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it wasn't as, like, a comical kind of, like, what the fuck? It was that kind of... Yeah, you could yeah. feel his frustration yeah. and everything. Like they, they... That's what I'm talking about in terms of, like, the dialogue and the grounded element. Mm-hmm. They weren't just, like... It wasn't particularly for this scene. It, was, it, it felt more... People weren't kicking off one-liners. They yeah. weren't, like, cracking wise. Yeah, exactly. They were, yeah, yeah. they were cops talking, although a number of the cops going to the thousand corrupt cops. <laughs> they're not acted cartoonishly evil, but, man, the yeah. number of times cops are just like, I mean, just murder him. Yeah. And just out in the open. Just, just like, just they, everyone is telling Chadwick Boseman, I mean, just murder just him. Just get him. Just yeah. literally commit a crime. We're, I'm just saying this to you in front of all of the other cops around us. <laughs> this kind of touches upon the uh, the theme that I think was trying to be said. Some things should be black and white is the case, especially for Andre's character. Um, he argues it in his 
uh, internal affairs meeting that he has no regret mm-hmm. for who who he has shot and then also toward the end and if you have also noticed that every partner every double is a black person and a white person i don't know if you've noticed that even the two i did not that, specifically but you're right yeah, yeah everyone it was just a lot of i don't know it was just something that i caught on to it was just like every time there was like whenever two people were presented it was always one and the other huh yeah i don't know because i don't feel like i don't necessarily feel like the movie is uh espousing i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't call the theme of it it's not a big difference what i'm gonna say okay which is i don't necessarily feel like it's things should there should be black and white or something should be black and white because i feel like that that suggests a dichotomy that like this is inherently bad and this is inherently good where i think it's a little more like there's a line you don't cross because if it were just black and white, then it would be more like this guy has never killed a perp, and so he won't kill one now. But instead, the movie says, no, he has killed in the past when it's appropriate. Right. And he won't that... now because it's not appropriate. And the the main thing that he kind of talks about in the end is that even though it's not that he says, hey, you know, you cops can't be dealing drugs because you cops can't ever break the law. He very specifically notes that... There's a certain type of violence that comes from drugs that the cops shouldn't be involved in. That even though drugs are always there, cops shouldn't have that See, on them. It was that because of what they represent. He says that blood shouldn't be on the badge because specifically, it's almost like he's even suggesting like, okay, I get why you're doing this. You're it's going to ha- kind of this money's going to a good cause, but this specifically is worse than other bad shit you could be doing. Right. For no, I, us. See, I, I want... I mean, that's that's in line with what I'm saying, too. Um, I'm just saying that's my impression of Andre's character. I mean, throughout the movie, it shows that there is clearly a sort of blurring of the lines, um, the sort of gray area. Um, like, you know, when they break into the, uh, the couple's uh, apartment, but then they just smack them around some more. And clearly, that's... Is that really necessary? I mean, all of the cops in this are horrified. Yeah, I know. E- except for Chadwick Boseman, kind of. Um, but but he's literally the only one that's mm-hmm. not a fucking disaster. Right. But I think, presumably, they're all in the 85th precinct, which is where most yeah. of the corrupted officers, yeah. uh, the dirty cops, are. Even uh, that is such a... To, to say, like, an entire precinct would be fucked is... Is a caricature in a story, in a movie that's presented in a way... In not any kind of exaggerated way, really. So to have such, <clears throat> to not have finer, finer lines in deviation in your characters makes it kind of out of place. To to say that like literally, yeah, yeah, hundreds of cops are fucked just because they go to this precinct is like the movie should be more nuanced than that because it's yeah. made like a movie that's more nuanced than that. It's right. it's made with a style that's very serious and good so you kind of expect the content to be a little more adult and nuanced adult and nuanced right which kind of i don't know if this is where you were going with uh we 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 write little notes so we know what we want to hit before uh as we go through the podcast uh so richard has noted i'm going to let richard that the uh the name of this movie is 21 bridges now, what that means is they cut off the 21 bridges that go to Manhattan, so Manhattan is isolated and no one can leave, which is like this 
even the way that scene goes, because like the camera spins around him and he's like, shut them down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, oh shit, we're going to get some like escape from New York shit going on here. But actually, no, the fact that they did that contributes to the plot in absolutely no way because the the guys who are running for they're trying to catch make no attempt to leave to, manhattan right. in any of that time well and not just be, by the end they you know they have the idea they're going to but and not just because they know it shut down they don't at first and it doesn't matter because they first go to the person who's going to buy they first go to, to their, their contact to who would buy the drugs. Then they go to the guy to sell him the drugs. Then they go to someone who's like a fixer who can like get them new identities and launder the money. All of this is the bulk of the movie. But the not cops so not specifically to escape Manhattan. Right. I guess is what you're saying. I, the, I don't know. The, I, the I cops intercept them in all of these parts. Never is it like the their end goal is to escape Manhattan, of course. Right. But that's never made a deal of in any way, shape. Like if you if you skipped that scene where they say they shut down Manhattan, this movie could play out in an identical way, and you would never notice you cut that out. Right. It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what they do is not go to the nearest bridge. They have a series yeah. of things they had to do anyway. Yeah. It was not directly linked to the bridges, right? But yeah, not all movies necessarily. I don't know. You know, when some people get excited when characters in the movie say the name of the movie. Um, cause it doesn't, it doesn't always, it doesn't always happen. Right. Um, I don't have a problem that he said the name of the movie. I'm just saying that I don't know why we, <laughs> I know. It's I don't not, know why that's part of the story or because it's such a non-important part of the story. Why did you name the movie? That? <laughs> well, uh, I drew a little line underneath that says it's kind of indicative of the overall concept because it does kind of, it's interesting to watch, but I don't think there's like nothing that there's more that resonates. I mean, with our namesake, I don't think anybody really had a character arc. No. Um, Everyone is very steadfast in their views. Even in the end where... Okay, so like, well, let's go with uh, Andre's character, right? Even if he does it, that means other characters should to kind of reflect this sort of change. Right. Um, but no other characters. Everyone's still stuck in their yeah. corrupted, dirty cop ways. He even tries to convince people sometimes to do the right thing, and they just don't. And yeah, he doesn't yeah. change because he's just right from the beginning. Right. But yeah, he doesn't like you, which you could have. You would have had that opportunity with the the woman he's partnered with, which yeah, he does convince her to turn herself in. But she's only because he, he literally something. killed everyone else, so she didn't really have a choice. He just catches her. Yeah. What happens? He doesn't really convince her to have a change of heart. No, yeah, there's no convincing there. Like it could have been a thing where they go on and it gets it gets let on that he knows earlier that she's corrupt too, and then she ends up working with him to take everyone down. Yeah. That was a character arc. But yeah, even when he's talking to J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons just like digs in his heels and it's yep. just like, nope. And he doesn't bend at all and be like, okay, I totally get why you did this. Where uh, the one drug dealer gets shot in the face at the bar at Pan Am and the two try to stage the whole uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know where that would go because the movie, especially for his character. Cause that seems like a very, very blatant kind of thing that comes into contrast with his view. The movie feels like at any moment it's going to comment on police brutality or at any moment it's going to comment on the desperation of poor people or drug addicts, or at any moment it's going to comment on 
corruption, but it never does. It's about these things. It's, yeah. But it never has something to say about Just them. Just right there. It's yeah, not, but it doesn't. It's not giving you a solution to these problems. It's not making you feel bad or good about them it's just it just puts them there yeah and it doesn't like a a movie is a piece of art the the artist or the writer and the director should have some kind of something to say Mm -hmm. and this movie is good in so many ways but yeah it it doesn't actually for a movie that's so heavily about police corruption it could all the particularly in this day and age you could have something that that really gets to our real world, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even try. I don't think, no, Not really, because he. What is it? Okay, so when they break into the the couple's apartment, and a little bit of slapping around happens, um, he's okay with that. When they go to stage the thing, I thought he was going to do something about it, and I don't know if they did, no. um, or even if there's, I don't know. I think there's a bit of a response time. It's like, even if they did present it, there it has to go through like the whole that's part of the problem is with yeah like he's obviously he obviously knows that they this was foul play and he's Mm -hmm. not happy about it but the movie also takes place within four hours yeah like you don't really have to he wouldn't really have an opportunity unless he actually just straight up fought that cop there or arrested that cop there there's not really anything he can do right now right which i like the the fact that the movie is really contained yeah and i i i like that the plot is fairly straightforward see i just wish and this makes me think that it could be sort of an episode or a short movie because and, it's very tight and it's very well done. Mm. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's just that it doesn't really, it's lacking in something. It it did strike me as like a, an episode of a, of a cop drama on, mm. on, a, on a network that maybe has the ability to do something nicer like a Netflix or an HBO. Yeah. But... But yeah, not much more than that. Something it does culminate, and there's a bit of a, I don't know the other word, but denouement between the two characters, mm-hmm. between Andre and J.K. Simmons' character. But then the overall thing, like it gives reason uh, for why they did it. Um, also, the movie should have ended before before the shootout. I feel like he talks to J.K. Simmons. You get the whole thing. You uh-huh. get what he's gonna do. <clears throat> Just end the movie there. But here's the thing. I'll say that... Because it just turns into this weird massacre, which, again, doesn't really fit. Also, it's going to be really hard for him to explain. To explain. Yeah. Also, he, like, kind of unrealistically guns down, like, another eight cops who are all <laughs> also trained and skilled. And also runs into the problem where, again, someone off screen has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, because then he gets kind of attacked now, so someone off screen has a gun. But then also, once he guns them all down... Another person, person off has, screen has yeah. <laughs> it's like come on. That's where she walks in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think another great aspect was that we were able to sympathize with Michael. Yeah, they did a good job with that yeah. character. Um, I really wanted him to live. It was great, and you see the struggle, and it was it was very palpable. And how does he die? By a someone being gunned off screen. Off screen. Gun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> being gunned by someone who was off screen. Yes, but they did do a good job with him because it, it was it was both. It's a, it's a nice balancing act they did, both the actor and the writer, which is that he was caught up in some bad shit. He's definitely not a good person, but he's not a bad person. He's not, he's not the kind of... It escalated beyond what right. he ever thought it was going to be, and he kind of had no way to move forward, um, which 
he's a better protagonist of this movie than Chadwick Boseman's character than Andre is. Not because, because not because of anything Chadwick Boseman does. He's a great actor. Not because mm-hmm. Andre's a bad character per se, but because there's more of a struggle. There's a ride, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you actually sympathize with him more because he does. He's not this beacon of justice. He's right. a. He feels more real. Yes. More complicated. But I think that would have run too close to something like The Fugitive yeah. or yeah, or The Negotiator or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's like it's, all these things are also movies yeah. that like this movie's kind of this archetype has the of feel it. of, yeah. you know, I but I don't know, like uh, maybe I, I could say that I would feel better if I if they had made him the central character. Uh, which they kind of did. I mean, so. it's they're they're kind of sharing the spotlight a bit. Like they're right. they're too. Yeah, they're cl- as close as you can kind of get to co-protagonists. See, you know more about foil. Andre's past and his yeah. life than you do about Michael's, but you get more of it as you go on, I guess. Yeah, Michael should be. He's. I mean, I guess in terms of like the story, he should be the foil because of like with uh, Andre's. Everything I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the whole black and white kind of thing. This is good. That's bad, right? So if you did this, and I'll and I'll shoot you. I won't feel guilty for it because I know what I did was right. Whereas him, he knows what he's had to do, and he did it to save his partner. Where he shoots someone, but he never does anything unnecessary. But even so, he still feels the amount of guilt. So I guess we can kind of go into changes. So if I were to rewrite it a little bit, I would have had him as the main character. I mean, start off with uh andre and then actually kind of get into his character uh mike to the point where he doesn't get killed by someone by gunned off screen but rather it would be andre because at this point yeah. mike would have nothing <clears throat> right no now he, now no one would believe him no, no one, one would know yeah. the truth yeah that's a better movie but it would also be a good it would also be a sort of turning point also for Andre, because now he sees that it's not so black and white. So he yeah. also has. I mean, it would be unfortunate for him to die, but the fact that he was the one that got shot. No, it, it right. It is more is more narratively interesting, and it also solves the problem of the movie making some kind of point, right? Um, which is that you you can't be Andre in life. You can't. Things are not so clear cut and easy. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. Um, so if you turned Andre into more of a tragic character who his, his great qualities ultimately bring him down, that's a better movie. Right. So then that, that, I mean, it might provide a more morose kind of feel, but that means it's kind of a, it could also be a sort of like, okay, so what do we do next? And then having, cause it's, it's a, it's an actual problem. See, that's how you get his partner to turn is that she's working with him this whole time even though she's corrupt when it and it's not her that does it some other cop kills andre but because she's grown to respect him so much at that oh, time yeah. mm-hmm. she decides to help michael there we go and so she has her character arc and so andre just the cascade of character <clears throat> arcs andre may have acted as an inspiration to someone and i don't think it would feel like a bad i don't think it would feel like disheartening necessarily because you do like michael and then you could get behind her as she grew and yeah it would be sad that andre died for sure but and it would be good for him in the sense like he because he's such a great character it's like a it's one one of these people that you wish to like i don't know meet that that sort of he's very principled in that sense 
so to have him be shot down would be gravely we would feel that a lot more too oh, yeah it was enjoyable uh but as i mean as i as we kind of agree it, it just didn't really land as much of a hit enjoy yeah it's a, it's a good movie to watch but at the end you're kind of like well it didn't hit me in any like great like powerful way it's just right. kind of like well that was fine the way an action scene went down it was it definitely reflected certain things like you could tell with the two ex-military the way they they worked with each other like it was very organized and regimented and then uh over to the merovingians apartment and how they're all trying to break although that's kind of weird why would you strike the door and not the door handle why why is the steel why do bullets so easily penetrate the steel door oh that's another good point this is not logic this is like (laughs) when they were banging on it with the the battering ram it was like clear that this door was like solid thick steel Mm -hmm. but then gunshots just breeze right 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 through it i mean i can understand something more high caliber but they're all holding what handguns. Looks kind well, of like standard, standard issued, yeah. like police handguns. I, I always kind of hate it in movies when someone says something like, "There's a lot of variations of this," but it's something that's like, "Oh, you look so tired," and the actor is saying, "The actor or actress is saying it to some young and very attractive actor <laughs> does not look tired." Bitch, I look tired. <laughs> It's kind of like how this is just an, a tangent, but uh, there's that movie that's coming out uh, last Christmas or some shit with uh, Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen in it, yeah. um, Amelia Clark, yeah, and she's supposed to be this like raging alcoholic. Oh yeah, and it's like raging alcoholics don't look like you. They don't like. They're probably like sleep deprived. Their skin is really dry because they're dehydrated all the time. Like they don't look like they're not gorgeous young full, women yeah, who yeah. are f- fully put together yeah <laughs> it's like it's fine i'm just saying if you're gonna say chadwick boseman looks tired make him look tired you have makeup <laughs> i feel like there are different levels of like certain movies where it has to be either really polished that you can tell it's been like through major production companies and then you have something a little more gritty which is a little more true to life and obviously it's more of the former in fact, in all likeliness, he probably does really look tired. You just put a bunch of makeup on him so he doesn't. Right. Because <laughs> he's human. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it immensely. Be sure to visit us at characterarc.net for future episodes. And you can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at CharacterArc, on Facebook at CharacterArc. Please, by all means, rate us, um, like, share, comment. And we will be right back next week with another one of these. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Richard Bertelson. I'm Ted Hall. Have a good one. Bye.